Hello and welcome back to Misfits in the Church, a show designed to help individuals who struggle with belonging in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My name is Jerry Cook, and I love helping individuals who struggle with belonging in the church to not only help them feel like they belong in the church, but also to increase our faith in the, in the church, and more specifically in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In a previous episode, I talked about a book called Unoffendable by Brant Hansen. One of my conclusions was that I really like the idea of the book. I think that it's really important that we become less and less offendable as individuals and as a society. But there were so many things about the book that I personally could not recommend it. Whether or not people read it or not, of course, that's, that's, up, that's up to you. It, it doesn't bother me. I'm not offended in any way if you liked the book or recommend or promote it, and, and I don't. But I was thinking about it for quite a while, and over, over the last week, I downloaded another book, and it caught my attention because of the name. It's called Blessed Are the Misfits. And I thought, well, that's an interesting name. And so I downloaded the, the Kindle book on it, and I've been reading it, and I really like it. Well, guess who it's by? It's by the same author, Brant Hansen, who wrote the book, Unoffendable. And so I'm really grateful to be able to recommend this book, Blessed Are the Misfits by Brant Hansen. This is not a, an episode where I'm going to do a complete book review, but I will say that I did I really liked it, and maybe I'll come back to it at another time to do a podcast review or book review on it. Today, I want to talk a little bit more about those times where we are hurt by God. It might be something that we've been waiting on a miracle. We feel like we've been living right. We've been praying. We've been praying mighty prayers. We've been fasting. Perhaps we even felt like God had promised us that blessing, and yet it still never came. Or perhaps we are relying on a blessing for a loved one that never happens. And it's really difficult. A lot of times when we look in the world, it is difficult at times when we look how, how things are going in the world and wonder, how can God allow so much pain and suffering in the world? But when it's personal, and where we're asking, why would God allow this to happen to me? In one of my previous books, I Survived Now What?, where I wrote about the effects of trauma and how individuals were able to heal from that. One of the individuals had a son who was bullied and ended up, the son ended up committing suicide on his birthday. And one of the things that the mother who I interviewed was telling me quite a bit about is how hurt that she was by God allowing that to happen. She was faithful to her church. She's of a different religious um, affiliation than I am. And, um, she, but at the same time, perhaps that's something that we can relate to of being hurt by God by not, but by allowing something like this to either happen to us or allowing something like this to happen to a loved one. When we've been keeping his covenants, we've been promised blessings and protection when we keep those covenants. And yes, we know that not everything in the world was perfect, but how could God allow this to happen? Or worse yet, how those times where we feel like, God, why are you doing this to me? 
And so we're, we're left with a very big disconnect, if you will, between us and God, where we're wondering, wait a minute, why, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel this way toward God? And we know that we're supposed to forgive all people, but do we really need to forgive God? After all, he's, he's perfect and we're not, so we automatically assume that we're in the wrong. But we, we don't feel like we're in the wrong. We feel like we have a, a, a moral case, a moral complaint, if, if you will. Why would God allow that to happen when we were just trying to serve him, when we were just trying to do our best, when we have tried to show him that he loves us and this is, and this is how he repays us? And these are a lot of the kind of words that the mother whom I interviewed was was sharing with me. And so what do you do? What do you what do you do in a relationship where it's God who is perfect and us who is not, but we can't really see what he sees. We can't really understand how he understands. And at the same time, it doesn't make any sense that there is a loving God and he would allow something like that to happen when he has all the power and all the love. He has all the power and he has all the motivation to use that power in a way to help us and our loved ones. So at least those those are our thoughts and they, they, um, they really contrast and they battle with the other thoughts where we say, well, yes, we know we know that God is all loving. We know that God is all knowing. We know that things will make sense in the next life. But sometimes those are the challenges that we struggle with. And that's what I really want to focus on is when we're in that place where nothing makes sense, where you're going, why would God allow this to happen to me? How, how, why would God do this to me or to a loved one when I've been trying to do everything for him? In a previous episode, I talked about the need of having authentic prayers. And I talked a little bit about how in general society, we think of authenticity as being ourselves. There, there is a part of that that I think we do need to bring into our prayers. But when I'm talking about having authentic prayers, to me, it's more about opening our hearts Jesus commanded us to have a broken heart. And I think the only way that we can open our hearts is sometimes when they break. We need to be able to open our hearts and not try to hide our feelings from God. We feel a certain way. We shouldn't try to deny that. Because when we try to deny that, a lot of other bad things happen. It might be mental health issues or physical health issues. We shouldn't deny them. It is a problem in, in our minds or, or in our hearts. It is something that we struggle with. And I, I've worked on learning about forgiveness for many years. And matter of fact, I, I wrote a couple of books about it because I was just so fascinated by it. How, how could I forgive one person or forgive myself or how, how could I go through all these different things? And it, it always seems like there was another level or another layer that I need to ha that I needed to uncover with a process of forgiveness. And there, there got to be a point where I had forgiven everyone but God. And I, 
I know it's maybe a matter of semantics here, but I really, I really struggled with that. I, I was angry with God. I was upset with God. I was frustrated by God. I was hurt by him allowing so much, so many of these things to happen to me and, and to my family. I, I really didn't understand it. But at the same time, I knew that as a father, if there was any way that I can remove those or to keep those things happening for my children, I would have gladly have done so if they were within my power because I love them. And why wouldn't a loving father in heaven do the same? Now, I'm I'm not... I'm not questioning God. I'm not questioning that he loves us. But I do think that it's important that we recognize that when we're in that place and that space, those feelings and those emotions are real. That hurt is real. That grief is real. And so when we, when we try to, again, try to minimize that or cover, cover them up, it's, it's kind of like when I was a kid and I was asked to sweep up of the dust of, of the floors, a lot of times instead of taking the little extra time and getting the dustpan and putting the dust into the dustpan and, and then um, putting it into the garbage and then taking the garbage out, a lot of times I would sweep the dust under the rug. And eventually there was a bulge underneath, underneath the carpet and um, I, I there's a lot of bad things that could happen to the, uh, or I should say the rug. Um, it's, it's not good for the rug either. And the same thing that happens to ourselves is that when we keep trying to push those things aside or when we try to hide them, when we try to cover them up with, well, I just need to serve more. I just need to be more. I just need to love more. I just need to have more faith. In my opinion, and again, this is just my opinion, I think a lot of times what we're really doing is we're sweeping the dust or the cares or the pain or the hurt under the rug. We are essentially trying to hide them in our own hearts. And over time, that could do a lot of damage to our bodies, to our minds, and to our spirits. So again, it's better to lay out our emotions in, out in the open. I think we could do that respectfully with God. Share what our concerns are. Acknowledge that he is perfect and we're not, but that we still have these frustrations or pain. You might think, okay, now ask him, why would he allow that to happen? My experience has been that when we ask for why, we're very rarely going to get that answer. Why? I don't know. Probably because we wouldn't understand the answer anyways. Or maybe the answer is one that we wouldn't like anyways. Maybe it causes us mo- more hurt. I don't, I don't know why. But I do know that the answer or the, what we should ask then is, what can I do to help heal this relationship? What can I do or what can what is it that thou wants me to know? There's a lot of times in my prayers when I'm when I'm really struggling that I will simply ask three questions and I will wait until I get the answers to those those questions. And the first one is, Heavenly Father, what is it that thou wants me to do with this pain? 
What is it that thou wants me to do? The second question that I often ask is, Heavenly Father, what is it that thou wants me to know about what I'm going through? And then the third question that I ask is, Heavenly Father, what is it that thou wants me to be or become because of what I'm experiencing? Now, I don't, I, I don't, I, I said earlier that I wait until I get an answer, but I admit I don't always get an answer. And it's not uncommon where I only get an answer to one of those questions. But when we ask what, we're more likely to get an answer from God. We're more likely to have that relationship repaired rather than as kind of like a, a bike where you're riding on the bike and uh, let, let's say the, the brakes start to go or the chain is starting to corrode. And so the answer to that is, well, you simply need to pedal faster. And I don't think that's the right answer, but I think that's a lot of times the answer that people give and that we give ourselves in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints as well, if I just pedal faster, if I just have faith, if I just have more faith, if I just serve more, if I just read my scriptures more, if I just do more and be more, then maybe I won't ever experience this ever again. And I think that's a very dangerous mentality to have or to bring to God is because none of that will guarantee or prevent loss or trauma or tragedy in, in our lives. So again, going back to the original analogy of the dust underneath the rug, we open our hearts to God and we be honest about how we feel. He can handle it. He's all powerful, remember? What we say to him is not going to to cause him to cease to be God. What, what, whatever we say to him will not lead him to um, you know, withdrawing from the universe. He could, he could handle it. And more importantly than that is he wants you to bring your pain to him. He wants you to. And I think a lot of times we hide it and we think, oh, you know, I'm so, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so ashamed that I feel this way. I'm so embarrassed or so ashamed that, um, you know, I'm just going to try harder and I'm going to have more faithful prayers and um, I'm just going to do everything right. I'm going to listen to general conference and I'm going to go to the temple every single day. And there's nothing wrong with doing those things or doing those things better. But if the motivation for doing those things better is to say, okay, well, I'm just going to be better so that I don't feel hurt then we're in denial and that we need to spend some time upon our knees in our, in our closets, in our bedrooms, in a space where it's quiet, preferably, and talking with our Heavenly Father and asking him, what is it that thou wants me to know from this? What is it that thou wants me to do because of this? And what does thou want me to be or become because of this? I'm not promising that the answers will come right away, and I'm not even promising that those answers will 
will ever come necessarily, but those are the kinds of questions that will more likely lead to an improvement of trust in our Father in Heaven, as well as, as, well as having authentic prayers and genuine faith toward our Father in Heaven. I hope that was helpful for you today, and I hope that you have a wonderful day. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.